Sunday after the Epiphany. For those who are watching or listening online or on KFUO, uh, you may go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. There, uh, click on the resources tab and you will find the bulletin where you can follow along with the service today. Uh, you also may give your offering to the Lord using the Give tab there on the homepage of the website. Today, our radio broadcast is sponsored by Kirk and Kathy Miller in thanksgiving to God for blessings received. Got a number of announcements to share with you before we begin worship today. Uh, today we started a new Bible class called the Christian Response to Racism. That class is led by Pastor Glenn and is meeting together upstairs in room A. Uh, if you miss that today, you can join in next week. There's more information about that class in the chapel weekly today. Our second Saturday's Women's Fellowship Group will gather this upcoming Saturday, February 10th. Uh, they start at 9.30, go to around noon. All ladies are invited to attend, and uh, please bring a light brunch item to share, and the meeting, uh, those, that group will be meeting downstairs in room 8. Next Sunday, February 11th, Chapel will be hosting our annual marriage anniversary celebration here in the sanctuary at 12.30 p.m. We invite all married couples and their families to come, and part of that service is renewing our vows and celebrating the gift of marriage that God has given. Before the service, we'll, we'll uh, kind of uh, highlight some special milestone uh, uh, anniversaries, and then after the service, we'll enjoy a few snacks together. So uh, also, if you've got a special wedding photo, we ask you to bring that with you when you come, and we'll have a special place to display those wedding pictures. Sign up at the Welcome Center if you can, so we can, uh, we can prepare for the snacks. Again, that's next Sunday, February 11th at 1230. Also, same day, February 11th, next Sunday, between the services, starting at 9.30, we will hold a special Season of Lent event. The uh, Season of Epiphany is, is soon coming to a close, and the Season of Lent will begin on Ash Wednesday, which this year is February 14th. We will be learning on that day about the Season of Lent, and we'll be sharing a snack and an activity that will help with our observance of Lent. This is an intergenerational event for the whole Chapel of the Cross family, it's next Sunday, February 11th, 9.30 in the morning down in room 9. Perhaps you have noticed if you've been in the parlor over the last week, we have some brand new furniture in that space and some tables and chairs for gathering in our commons area. Very special thanks to our donors for those, for those gifts. The Crocus Bookstore for the tables and the chairs and Barb Gibson, who gave her gift of the parlor furniture in memory of her parents, Martha Roschke Lubert and Walter Roschke, and her husband, Bill Gibson, also in gratitude for Chapel of the Cross and its dedicated members. So in, in addition to the gift for the furniture, Barb also gave towards some important electric upgrades that will be happening here in the building over the next month or so. Uh, that project is not yet fully funded, so if you would like to join Barb in giving toward that electric upgrade project, please see me. Uh, and we certainly thank Barb Gibson and our Crocus Bookstore for their wonderful gifts. Our director of the week this weekend is Patrice Skellett. Uh, Patrice is... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's over here. Uh, and she'll be greeting you at the, at the door as you leave today. Get to know Patrice as one who serves on the board of directors here at Chapel of the Cross. And our elder this weekend is Stan Schweedy. He's, he's over here uh, on the side there. He's going to also greet you at the door. Get to know Stan as one of your elders here at Chapel. God's blessings to you as we worship together this morning. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
We begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a troubled and penitent sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have offended you, and for which I justly deserve your punishment. But I am sorry for them, and repent of them, and pray for your boundless mercy. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Forgive my sins, give me your Holy Spirit for the amendment of my sinful life, and bring me to life everlasting. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for you, and for his sake, God forgives you all your sins. To those who believe in Jesus Christ, he gives the power to become the children of God and bestows on them the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, keep your family, the church, continually in the true faith, that relying on the hope of your heavenly grace, we may ever be defended by your mighty power. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. For this, the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany, the Old Testament reading is from the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground 
then he plows them and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Or what is, who is my equal? says the Holy One. Lift your eyes and look to the heavens, who created all these. He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name, because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, my cause disregarded by God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow fiery and t tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of the Lord.
psalm for this morning is Psalm 147. Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers the exiles of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord, and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. The Lord sustains the humble, but casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make music to our God on the harp. He covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain and makes grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. His pleasure is not in the strength of the horse, nor his delight in the legs of a man. The Lord delights in those who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. The epistle for this morning is from the ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer in free of charge, and so not to make use of my rights in preaching it. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law so as to win those not having the law. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will let not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. No, I beat my body and make it my slave so that I, after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. 
Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. At this time, we invite the children forward for the children's message. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing today? Good. Oh, we got a couple more coming. Good morning. All right. Well, I just, I just read the gospel reading for you guys. And what happened in the gospel reading? What was Jesus doing in the gospel reading? Yeah. He was healing people. Okay, Jesus was healing people in this town that he was in. How many of you have been sick? Yeah, probably everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. I think we've all been sick at one time or another. And what do you do when you get sick? Yeah, we go to the doctor, okay? So when we get sick, when we're not feeling well, a lot of times we'll go to the doctor, okay? And they will give us medicine or they will tell us different things that we should be doing to help us feel better. Or maybe we even have some medicine at home that we can take to help yeah. us feel better. Um, or any greeter to that. Yeah. Um, you will be dead and real yeah. um, you go to the doctor. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay, so that's what happens when our bodies are sick. If we have a stomach ache or a cold or a flu. We'll take some medicine, we'll go to the doctor, but we all have another sickness. We all have a sickness that needs to be healed that doctors, they really can't help us with. Does anyone know what that sickness that we need healed is? Sin. Yeah, okay, we all have sin. Oh, yeah? All right, why don't we listen now, okay? I want to tell you All right. You can tell me after church, okay? All right. Okay, yeah, we all have sin that needs to be healed. What do we do when we have sin that needs to be healed? Yeah. Okay, we pray. Yeah, we pray to Jesus, okay? And what do we pray about? What do we ask for when we pray? Yeah. Okay, we ask forgiveness, and we, we ask for Jesus, and we ask for forgiveness. And Jesus has promised to forgive all of our sins. He's promised to heal us from that disease of sin. And there's one main way that we are all healed from sin. Do you guys know what that thing over there is, the gray thing with the gold lid on top, and it's got a cross on top of it? Do you know what that is? Anyone know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, that's the baptismal font, okay? And I'm guessing that many of you, maybe even most of you, were actually baptized right there at that baptismal font, okay? So your parents, they realized that you were sick. They realized that you had that disease of sin inside you and that it needed to be healed. And so your parents brought you to that baptismal font, and the pastor, he took the water and he poured it over you and he baptized you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
And in that baptism, your sins were forgiven and you were healed from that disease of sin. And Jesus continues to heal you each and every day when you pray and ask forgiveness and when you come here to church and receive that forgiveness as well. Okay, let's pray to Jesus now. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, we thank you for baptism. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for healing us from the disease of our sin. Continue to be with us and continue to forgive us each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, you guys can return to your seats and we'll continue with our hymn. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Text for the sermon this morning is that gospel reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. Uh, listen again just to the last couple verses. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. Well, here we are again in Mark chapter 1. 
If you've been here for the last few weeks, you know that that, uh, this chapter, we've been here for a little while. In fact, the last three weekends in a row, we've been here in Mark 1. And next week, our gospel reading is from Mark chapter 1 again. And you'd think we got all that we can get from this chapter in Scripture. But it really is amazing that there's always something special that you can pull out each time. A couple weeks ago, maybe you remember, we heard that invitation to come and see the Christ. We're encouraged to go and become fishers of men. Last week, if you remember, we were reminded who the authority is in our world, who the authority is in our lives, that Jesus is our authority. And this weekend, the story continues as Jesus reminds us once again of his purpose. You know Jesus' purpose. He came to seek and to save the lost. He came to preach the good news of eternal life and salvation. He came so we may have life and have it to the full. He came, ultimately, so he could go to the cross, so he could die for the sins of the world and then be raised to life on the third day to open heaven for all who believe in him. That's why Jesus came. That was his purpose. But his purpose almost came to a screeching halt in that little village of Capernaum. You remember from last week's reading that Jesus was in the synagogue preaching when in the middle of his sermon, a man possessed by a demon interrupts that worship service. And to the amazement of the people, Jesus cast out that demon, healed the man. After the service, Jesus went down the road to have a meal at Peter's house but when they got there, they found out that Peter's mother-in-law was very sick. She was in bed with a bad fever. And Jesus went in to where she's lying down. He, he took her by the hand, and he raised her up, and the fever was gone. He healed her. He healed her so well, in fact, that she felt good enough to get up and serve the meal to everybody. I mean, two healings in one day. I mean, that's amazing. Now, if you've ever lived in a small town, you know what happens when there's news like that. Somehow it gets out and that news travels fast. That day the people heard miracles are being performed at Peter's place. And when the word of Jesus' miracle hit the streets, well, the people came. By sundown on that Sabbath day, here they come from all over the place in droves, pushing and carrying and pulling their sick and their hurt. Young and old, men and women and children. I mean, they all came not to hear Jesus preach, but to see and to experience him heal. Well, it didn't take Peter and Andrew long. They set up a clinic right there in their home. I mean, can't you see it? The, the, the lame and the infected and the mentally ill and the blind, they're all there. They're all trying to get to Jesus. I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was a pretty sight there. All those people lined up, all jostling for position for a better place in line, and, and there's disease and sickness and illness and infection all over the place. But Jesus is up for it. He's full of love for those people, full of compassion for those people. I mean, it's the end of the day. He, he must have been dead tired, but he healed as many as he could. And the enthusiasm grew as each blind person saw, as each each lame and crippled person walked. But it was growing late. The healed ones went home. The sick ones did too. But they'd be back. They'd be back in the morning. They could hardly wait. Wasn't it wonderful that night? Mark says the whole town came out to see him. And isn't that what ministry is all about? Jesus could set up headquarters right there in Capernaum. He could preach, he could teach, and most importantly, he could heal right there. No need to go anywhere else. There's so much to be done. The people would be so pleased if he was there. Certainly, the Heavenly Father would be pleased too. Because imagine his popularity. I mean, the people would come to Capernaum from far and wide just to be there at the feet of the healer. And Jesus did help. He did heal. He took care of the people's immediate concerns. 
We, we do the same thing, don't we? We prioritize and we, we, we put first things first. I mean, if, if I, for instance, accidentally cut open my finger and it's, it's just bleeding profusely, I, I don't stop and have lunch first before I take care of that. No, I go find a Band-Aid quick and I take care of it. We take care of the immediate concerns. Well, so did Jesus. And those immediate concerns are staring him right in the face. It wasn't on his agenda, but he helped. And he healed. And he was glad to do it. However, there is a danger when there are so many immediate things to do. Because that can consume you. That can steer you off course. It can throw off your whole direction in your life. It can take all of your attention. Really, it can destroy your purpose. And we understand that, don't we? Maybe that's even happened to you once or twice. You know, a person can get so wrapped up in a personal issue or a health issue, or a relationship issue, or a work issue, or a pain issue, or a financial issue, or a family issue. And it seems like everything else in life, it just does not matter. Because that immediate situation, that gets all of our attention. And how easy that would have been for Jesus to do the same thing. Because the situation in Capernaum, it was urgent. He, he could have been so consumed with that clinic, with all the healing... He would stay right there in Capernaum and he would fail to complete his mission, his purpose, to be the Messiah, to be the Savior. The news, it's, it spread far and wide. During the middle of the night, the next wave of sick people, I'm sure, started out to see the miracle worker. But they did not come to hear the words of salvation that the preacher was sharing. They didn't realize that Jesus' healing of sick bodies was nothing compared to what he wanted to do for their sinful souls. The only purpose in their minds was to get to Capernaum, to get there before morning, to be first in line for the healing. But when they got there, Jesus was gone. In the wee hours of the morning, Jesus went out of the town to a solitary place, the Bible says, to a lonely place where he could pray. He needed to be alone a little while with his father. You know, I, I kind of wonder what he prayed about. I wonder if he shared with his father how people were kind of missing the point of his message and of his mission. I wonder if he talked about how they were focusing only on the miraculous I wonder if he prayed that he might have the strength to fulfill the purpose that God had given to him. I wonder. I wonder what he prayed about. And whatever it was, he went and he prayed to his father in that solitary place. And that's where his disciples found him. Lord, we've been looking for you all over the place. Where have you been? Why would you leave without telling us? I think they were frustrated with him. They're upset. Not pleased with Jesus. Everyone's searching for you. Filling up the front yard again. The sick and the lame and the blind and the crippled. They're all there waiting for you, Jesus. Come on. Let's take care of them. We've got ministry to do, Jesus. Let's go. And Jesus, strengthened by his Father to fulfill his purpose, said, no thanks, guys. That is not my purpose. Let's go somewhere else. Jesus, who refused to be dragged off course, even by his own well-meaning disciples, said, men, we are moving on. We have work to do in other towns. I must preach there too. That is why I've come. My work is so much more than healing at Peter's house. I must preach the gospel in other places. I must tell the good news that I have come to forgive sin and I have come to save them for all eternity. I must tell the story 
in other towns. That's our mission. That's our purpose. Jesus could have become the greatest healer this world has ever known had he stayed there at Peter's Clinic in Capernaum. But he would have never become a savior. He would never have become our savior. But Jesus did leave Capernaum to go to the other towns. He went to Bethsaida, and he went to Caesarea, and he went to Bethany, and he went to Jerusalem. And then he came to our town, to St. Louis. He comes, bringing the good news that the Son of God came to rescue all people. He comes to our town promising his love and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness for all who believe. He comes telling and retelling how he died on the cross, but how on the third day he rose again. How he made everything right between us and God. He paid for and he removed all of our sin, took away all of our guilt, and he comes here to our town preaching to all who will listen. And if you listen closely to Jesus preaching, I think you will also hear a word of invitation. It's an invitation to you. Just as he spoke to the disciples, he speaks to us. He says, let's not be pulled off course. Let's keep the goal. Let's keep the purpose in mind. Let's go to other people, to other towns. Jesus actually invites us on his wonderful mission. He wants to preach the gospel through you. He wants to go to all people through you. And just as he used the minds and the hearts and the tongues of his disciples, so he used our minds and our hearts and our tongues to proclaim him as Savior of the world. I don't know how he's going to work through you. Maybe he'll use you on a mission trip with Lamp to northern Canada this upcoming summer. Maybe he'll use you to proclaim his word to a family member. Maybe he'll use you to share his love with a child in our Sunday school. Maybe he'll use you to speak to a friend who's in need of his grace. Let's go, he says. He says that to you and to me. Let's go to other people. That's the course. That was the course for Jesus. That is the course for us. He took care of the immediate things around him, but he, but he never lost sight of his mission, never lost sight of his purpose, and we have been invited to join him on his mission. We have been invited to join him in his purpose to follow him, to share in that mission. He says, let's go to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. And he says to us, let's go to those who are nearby. Let's go to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our co-workers. Let's go, Jesus says. So why don't we? Let's go with Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand as we confess together our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. It's printed for you on page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit 
the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Lord, you have power not only to heal our ills, but also to heal our self-centeredness within us. Free us, we pray, that we may serve you and others in your name, showing and reflecting your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, give us many opportunities to display your love to others and to share your word with others. Remind us that whatever we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do it for you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, teach humility to the leaders of this and every nation, that those who govern here and in every place may unselfishly serve the causes of peace, freedom, and justice. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we celebrate Black History Month during the month of February, we remember and give thanks especially for faithful African Americans who have inspired us and have had a positive impact on our lives. We praise you, Lord, for guiding us through their example and for their gifts and love shared with us. Open our hearts, Lord, so that we work toward justice, equality, and a world of peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, watch over the members of our armed forces as they protect our nation from harm and evil. Give to all of our troops patience and great endurance as they struggle to bring stability and calm in war-torn regions. And bless their families with your comfort and presence as they await their safe return. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As Jesus brought healing and freedom to Simon's house so long ago, Bring his healing and grace to the homes of those in need today. Give healing to the sick and relief to the suffering, especially Reverend Eddie Morris, Austin Newbercrocker, and Delvet Place. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, look with compassion on those who for varying reasons are unable to leave their homes. Give them companionship with family and friends and with their brothers and sisters in Christ. Help them trust in you in every situation. Give comfort, peace, and a firm reliance on you and your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we pray for those who mourn, especially for the family and loved ones of Irene Chase, who died in the Lord this past Tuesday, and for the family and loved ones of Clarence Bullington, who died last week Sunday. Give to them your great peace and comfort as they remember the promises of the Savior. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we give thanks with those who celebrate special blessings from you, especially Roy and Sharon Cresselius, as they give thanks and praise for the birth of a great, a great grandson, James Roy Cresselius, born this past Friday. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We continue with our offerings. You may be seated.
Please stand for the offertory. Blessed Lord, you have given us your holy scriptures for our learning. May we so hear them, read, learn, and take them to heart, that being strengthened and comforted by your holy word, we may cling to the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive now the benediction of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.